0: letters e t m i c as right listeners it's el torpe on the microphone coming in live and also coming in direct into your ears at 2007 that is 807 to all of our listeners out there that aren't familiar or comfortable with military time which one of the things when i moved to the us of a one of the things that has always struck me and many parts of the world actually have very little idea of how to how to use a 24-hour clock you know 2007 2007 et et help me help me i don't quite know what time that is is it is it 10 10 o'clock i mean real guessing game for a lot of people Maybe, you know, I'm sure there's many listeners, many of our listeners right now are listening to my dulcet tones thinking, that's me, that's me, I think, you, you know, if, if you hadn't said 807, I'd be here wondering what the fucking time is it over there in P-Town, you know, but it is 8.08, Andrea, Andrea, what time is it, what does that mean, what's my angel number, what does that mean, as our sister station so kindly pointed out, longtime listener, Andrea, Thanks for tuning in. Um Andrea, we actually heard from Andrea just a few days ago with a warning. A warning. She said ET ET just a heads up. I'm about to email you. Didn't want to uh didn't want you to think what the fuck. I said, "All right. Well, appreciate the heads up. Send it over." And she sent it over. I was CC'd on a on a chain email from her. It was an email whereby she was letting her friends know, particularly her British friends, that she was looking for an apartment in London, or flat, should we say, in London for, for the summer. Um, sorry, I'm just getting some some live, some live texts coming in from Sarah, Sarah, the Canadian, Sarah, the Montreal girl. Has she ever been mentioned on the broadcast before? I think she might have. When I mentioned years ago, and this really was, you know, early on in our show, early on in the show, I would have said, I traveled around the USA about 11 years ago now. I had a girlfriend at the time and she didn't want me going to visit my friend in Montreal, Sarah. She She was told... Here's where it all ties together. She was told by Joe, who we mentioned on the show just the other day, and we we heard from Vicky, Joe's wife, I was their best man. I was Joe's best man. I'm a huge fan of Vicky. But before Vicky, there was another Vicky, a Victoria, an English girl from around here, and it was she that Joe emigrated to Vancouver with. In fact, she she went with Joe. She didn't want to go. She's a dullard. And uh, and she was never in my good graces. And, and why? Because she told my ex-girlfriend, girlfriend at the time, of course, I was, you know, 19 or something. We'd been together a couple of years. And, and everybody knows E.T. E.T. doesn't cheat. A, he's, he's a straight and narrow guy when he's with somebody. But Joe's pr- first Vicky, first Victoria, on a drunken night out prior to my trip to the USA, told my girlfriend ex-amor formerly by the name of Sherita Sherry that I had a sexual interest in Sarah who was nothing more than a friend that I met in Rome for the first time a couple of years ago pretty girl, pretty girl and we did have regular contact but there was no way I was going over there to hook up with Sarah she was just somebody I was visiting she and her friend I mean her friend Ariana, you know, it's not, Ariana isn't or wasn't Sarah's friend that came with her. I met Ariana at the same time. They were on the same level. And um, yeah, Sarah and Ariana had come to visit ET and get a tour of Devon back in 2008 or something or nine. And uh, when I was doing my North American trip, I was going to repay the favour and visit them. Of course I was. Like, how would I not go to Montreal? And prior to leaving drunken night Victoria tells Sherry oh Ollie wants to hook up with with uh, Sarah believe it or not listeners it caused fireworks and she said no you're not you're not going to stay with her I said I am I think you'll find I am I'm not going to have you or Joe's dyke girlfriend tell me that I've got a thing for somebody when I haven't I mean what kind of a man would I be what kind of a broadcaster would I be if I said oh okay sorry I guess I I guess I do like her I just didn't know it okay so that is Sarah. And I think I might have mentioned her on the show recently because I have hadn't had contact with Sarah for probably f- like f- really pr- proper contact for like 5 years or something. I reached out to her the other day because because she is now Dr. Sarah. She's a doctor, she's a psychologist. And I think at the time when she began her studies, I probably wasn't overly interested in psychology. Whereas now, I think it's very cool and awesome that she's a fucking doctor. In fact, I used to call her Dr. C when she wasn't a doctor. She was just C. Sarah Lilo. If any of, any of uh, our Canadian listeners need, a, need their head checked out um, and they're in the Vancouver, the BC area, please check her out. We will be receiving a small fee from any therapy sessions, so um, just to be transparent with you, okay? Um, so that's Sarah, and as I was doing a brief scroll through Twitter, I don't want our listeners to think that I'm uh, doom-scrolling all day while well, I should be working, but I, I did pop onto Twitter today, and one of the accounts I followed is a, an account that solely posts facts and things that are QI. Quite interesting. That's the name of the account. It's the name of the show. Formerly hosted by Stephen Fry, no other. And the fact was, 8%, according to a certain poll, 8% of Canadians have had sex in a canoe. And I I saw that. I scrubbed my eyes like a cartoon character. I took a screenshot of it. I, I had thought of just, just texting her and saying, have you had sex in a canoe? But I thought, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. You know we, We've not had proper contact in a while. Um, so I took a screenshot of it, fired it over and, say, and asked her if she was one of the 8%. She said no, but does an Explorer 200 count? And I said, okay, two seconds, let me just find out what an Explorer 200 is and I'll be right back to you. I googled it and I found out that an Explorer 200 is a an inflatable dinghy, and I said, "Doesn't count." But by all accounts, there's only three percent of the Canadian population that's had sex inside a, inside or on top of it in Explorer two hundred. And uh, so it was Sarah that was just texting me as I'm live on air. So apologies to our listeners that uh, may have heard a. Uh, in fact, I know you didn't hear a hear a bell. I didn't even hear a bell because my phone's never on anything but silent. So. That would have been misleading to suggest that I thought you may have heard a bell. We've got a lot to get into today. It's now eight fifteen. I won't be giving you the time throughout the, throughout the podcast, so uh, so that will be the last time I I mention the time. We're pleased to be broadcasting today this evening with a clear a clear state of mind. Uh, it's something that I w- have intentionally done. It's become apparent to me, especially after the four twenty show, you know the worldwide worldwide well-recognised and known terminology for April 20th, 4.20. Um, after that show, not that I thought it went badly, but there was definitely some mind blanks, as you know, at the end of each, almost every segment. And uh, I just thought maybe I need to take my foot off the, uh, the cannabis gas for a little bit, you know, especially when I'm broadcasting. Um, you know, I can't be I can't be smoking before every show. I really can't, because whilst it does spur certain creativity, um, and it's a fantastic thing for broadcasting, I, I, I don't doubt that. But there's positives and there's negatives, and let's not underestimate the power of the clear mind, and that's what we've got right now. So, um, just looking forward to. Getting a full, clear, sober, intermittent fasted broadcasting. So here it goes. Um, Going to get straight into our show notes. I don't see why not. Not a huge deal to report outside of the show notes, um, but I'm sure we'll get into a certain. It will go off the beaten track throughout the broadie, as we always do. You know, this is not a linear broadie. Never is. Let's just pull these up. Thanks for staying tuned. I do appreciate it. As usual, in the way that we talk about meta, and you know, first, you know, first, like to apologise for not mentioning if I agreed with your description of meta or not, and I still don't know. I don't know. I think I didn't really understand what you said. To be honest, I did Google it. I did Google it and I planned to, um, I guess I could read it right now. Um, Let me just pull up the definition of meta meaning. Here we go. I mean, it says transcending meta from Greek meaning after or beyond is a prefix meaning more comprehensive or transcending. Okay, that's not a good, that's not going to cut it, really isn't. Here we go. Let's ask Grammarly. Meta is a word which, like so many other things, we have the ancient Greeks to thank for. When they used it, meta meant beyond, after, or behind. The beyond sense of meta still lingers in words like metaphysics or meta-economy. But that's still not the meta most of us come across today. One of the more popular uses of meta today is for the meaning best described by the formula meta x equals x about x. So if we take the the word data for our x and add the prefix meta to it, we get metadata or data about data. A meta text is a text about texts. Metacognition is thinking about thinking. And a meta joke is a joke about jokes. The self reflection sense of meta has also given rise to the use of the word as a standalone adjective, where meta is used to describe something that's self reflective or self referencing. The self referencing sense of meta seems especially popular in art. In its simplest form, a book in which a character is writing a book or a movie in which a character is making a movie can be described as meta. Some works are more meta than others. The movie Birdman, for example, is a movie about an actor who played a superhero in a movie and who now tries to rekindle his career in theatre. And that actor is played by an actor who really did play a superhero in a movie and is now trying to rekindle his career in a movie that looks more like a play than a movie. I mean... Oh, it goes on. I assume you're enjoying this as much as I am, so I'm going to to finish up. We've got a couple of paragraphs. graphs left. When characters in a work of fiction act as if they are aware that they are in a work of fiction, this technique is called meta-referencing. It is often employed in meta-fiction, a work of fiction in which the author breaks with conventions in order to show that the work is in fact fiction. In the world of gaming, meta is used in two ways. Meta can be used as an acronym for most effective tactics available, and calling something meta means that it's an effective way to achieve the goal of the game. Whether it's to beat other players or beat the game itself, meta can also be short for metagame, which is using information about the game derived from the world beyond the game or its rules to influence the outcome of the game or gain... (laughs) I'm reading this in a strange, staggered way, I do appreciate that. To influence the outcome of the game or gain a competitive advantage. A Shout out to Grammarly for that. I mean, that's a pretty decent fucking description of what meta is. And if it's done nothing other than the fact that's made us realise how meta SFG is, then holy moly! I mean, we are the we're a, we are we embody the word meta. This is a meta broadcast. Fantastic. And I guess that is basically what you were saying, right? You'd already mentioned that our broadcast is meta. Fantastic stuff. We hope you enjoyed that, listeners. We we, sh- we certainly did. But, you know, speaking as SF- speaking of SFG in the meta way that we do, you mentioned that, you know, maybe we'll stop speaking about it to an extent, but of course then you realise that's not true. I mean, this is a search party. If we stopped talking about the fact that it's a search party, then we're never gonna find grandfather at all. We we just won't. Like, we have to keep shouting from the rafters, shouting from the rooftops. We have to find him. We we do. I mean, is there anything more important than finding your grandfather? I don't think there is. Not if he's lost. Um and one of the key things we wanted to talk about pertaining to the SFG is, you know, you mentioned our demographics. Um, but I think the more I think about it, especially when I'm, you know, in the last few days when I've been listening to your show and you raised such, such a fantastic point of spreading the gospel, you know, spreading the search party uh, on your travels. Yes, you only have a month left, but we only need a couple of people we really do, you know, let's say we get, let's say you tell 10 people, let's say four of them listen to it, if one of them shares it with a friend, oh, you know, that's the kind of spark we need, we need a catalyst, um, and, you know, there are, like we said, there's many ways we can take this, but it appears to me that we're both becoming more and more aware of the fact that and we've talked about this for a while, like, you know, the possibilities of the search party, but um, something about it's become more real to me, you know, in the last, even few days, I would say. Um, I I just feel like there's huge potential, and I don't want to sound like a broken record here, I I really don't, but I think, and one way that we, I think, would be so fantastic would be if it was a, tr- a travel a travel podcast, you know, the search party. Um, if we hit the road, if we hit the road, like you imagine, that if, imagine if I'm with you right now, right? You know, like imagine the ruckus we'd make and if we, if we... Broadcasted to to the hostel and to the people that we met, that we're on, we're on a search for our grandfather, and they might be thinking, "Wait, you you got the same grandfather? I mean, whose grandfather is it?" It doesn't matter. You don't need to know, but we're looking for him, and we really need your help. And you know, think of think of the the waves that we would make. You know, if we had stickers. If we were in the van, for example, um, you know, I can just see it, I can see it. We could have some legit radio recording equipment we could record we could record from the van like um, there's just my mind's been really running with the idea of this um I just think it would we know it would catch on, we really do, and think of what a great i mean i don't first of all, I don't know what travel podcasts are out there, or if we niche down further what travel slash comedy podcasts are out there. It'd be interesting to find out that's something one of us should do like look into it, but imagine if we had a travel podcast, you know yes, we talk about relationships we talk about psychology we talk about social political socio political issues you know we talk about social justice you know books movies but you know the way that you describe the places that you visited on this journey you know this is a one way travel show um you know, 50% of our show is, is a travel show, effectively. Um, but if you could imagine both of us on the road together, you imagine I'm with you right now, and we've, we've just spent time in Tlaxcala. Think of the kind of following we could garner, um, talking about, because naturally our stories are going to be set like, um, based on the city or the town, the place that we're in. And I think it would be pretty fascinating for for other travellers to listen to, you know. You know the, the 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 broadcasting world is our oyster, but I can just picture. I can just picture the waves that we'd make. As travelling broadcasters, you know, you imagine being a dullard. You don't have to be a dullard, of course. And we'll get into dullards a bit later. But you imagine being a dullard. You're at a hostel, an ET. Normancito, are tearing it up in the hostel. Those two guys over there, they've got a fucking podcast. Check them out on Instagram. Check their website out. You know They've been putting stickers up everywhere. The beautiful thing about SFG is it could become it's a completely novel idea. You know? I think it, it makes so much sense for us. You know? We have a chemistry. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here talking about this, but we have a chemistry that you know we both we both boost each other you know uh, the, the sum of us together is more than how does that saying go we are greater than oh, you're probably screaming at the, at the radio right now how oh, you fucking dullhead is it. this you get what i'm trying to say so um I just think it would be hard to stop us. I think it'd be hard to stop us if we if we had a traveling podcast show. And what it all boils down to is, we've got a bit of time. We've got a bit of time. If you know, if we can make a little bit of money on the side, to sustain ourselves and to sustain the tour, whether that's through me and HS, me, you know, doing some websites, uh, you know, if you can bring in some money, um, some way or another. I do believe that we could we can turn the screw here pretty quickly. You know, um how are you getting on with the trimming of audio clips? Are you compiling a list, you know, with these recent timestamps? Have you been have you been uh have you pulled them off the show yet? Cuz I'm ready to get working a bit more, so send them over if you have or just let me know because I want to get the Instagram Um, juiced up I really do and you know I may be working on a couple of other things behind the scenes Um, I just have such confidence I have such confidence in what we offer as radio hosts and and how we can leverage that in a unique way with our podcast No other way, what I will also say is that you mentioned SFG going Espanol in the future. And that's also something I've been thinking about. I thought, I really need to learn Spanish properly. You know that, I know that, all of our listeners know that. They've been clamouring for a Spanish episode from ET for quite some time. And I don't like to shy away from that fact. And... A thought of mine recently has been... What if I just went to... What if I just went to... A Spanish-speaking country and just... Posted up... With a, with a family for six months... Where, the, you know, they didn't speak a word of English... And I just said, okay... I'm committing six months of this next year... To just living on the farm with this family... Or wherever the fuck they are, you know... They don't speak a fucking word of English... And if they did... I'd be out. I'd say, listen, if I hear the word hello or dullard or, you know, marina, any English word from you guys, I'm out. I don't want to hear a word. I don't want to hear a peep of the Queen's English, the King's English, that dead Phillips English. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Let's just do Spanish for six months. After six months, your boy's fluent. Your boy's fluent. And he's ready to podcast. And... If we weren't world famous already with SFG in English, you, you turn E.T. into a Spanish speaking E.T. you know, fully fully fluent Spanish E.T. and we convert the show into into Spanish. Ooh, 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 ooh. That is world domination right there. It really is. So it's also gotta be something on the agenda. It really does. And I fully appreciate how much it would mean to you, Norman to hear me, to see me blossom into a full Spanish speaker. And, if, you know, if... Because right now, you know, these situations, you know, let, let it be known that these situations you're getting into with, with Mazatlan girl and the hostel staff, and you, you know, you're just riffing in Spanish. It hadn't occurred to me until this moment that if I was there, would I just be another DB? Tacos. <laughs> <Packers. laughs> you know? I've got to brush the fuck up. Um, and that's a bit of a realisation for me right now. So I need to brush the fuck up. Um, and here's, you know, I think another thing I was thinking about today was when when will south of the southern border be for, for the sister stations? I had mentioned September not too long ago, but I realised that's, that's a no-go from E.T., because uh, we're booked to go up to the Lake District uh, for a week. Me, Lauren, Gabriel, Spudlings, Gabriel's dad and my dad. Really looking forward to it. Um, so I'd forgotten about that. So September... I can go out as soon as that's done, I'm ready to shoot off. But um, that is booked in for September. Um, and maybe while I'm up there, I'll find Rachel Sharapova. You know, because she seems to have lost her way up there. You know, she is... Gone AWOL, you know, maybe she fell in the lake. So I'll have a look, I'll have a look for Rachel Sharapova. Maybe I'll just see a tennis racket floating in the rake in the lake when I go up there. Um, oh, that's that's where she went. Um, but no, she's she's just gone radio silent. And as a radio host myself, I know all about radio silence. Shout out to Rachel Sharapova. If you are tuning in from the bottom of the lake, please, please stay tuned. As for the Queen, we you know we've got Rachel Sharapova tuning in. We've got Andrea tuning in. We also had the we had the Queen. No no other guest than the Queen tuning in to Normando's show yesterday. And, and we do thank you for tuning in, Lizzie. Um, you know you hadn't tuned in until yesterday, so it, we we're struggling to believe that your your husband dying didn't have something to do with you tuning in, you know, do, are you a free woman now, was he Was he really, were you under his thumb, did you not have free time to tune into the World Stop podcast, you know, you know, happy you made it, a little late, but welcome, um, and if you're not subscribed yet, Queenie, smash that fucking goddamn subscribe button, who else is tuned in right now? We've got Red Bull, we've got the Red Bull execs tuned in right now, so welcome, glad to have you boys with us. Um, as Noramancito mentioned, we're more than happy for you guys to to sponsor us. Um, we have, Of course, we know several of your athletes, um, some of them ski really fast, some of them jump out of big planes, fall really far, um, some drive machines that go really fast, you know, they're all on our side, they all tune in, so... It seems inappropriate for us to not have you as a sponsor, and yes, of course, you, you traditionally pump your money into athletes, high-performance athletes and daredevils, but <laughs> it's time you, you had us you know it's time you put some of your money into the spoken artists, you know, the spoken athletes, because what we do is nothing short of a feat of the human body, you, know, the way that we broadcast. You know, you're probably thinking, "Oh, no broadcasts, no nobody monologues, nobody can monologue for more than twenty minutes, thirty minutes max." And you'll listen to our show and think, "Wait, wait, what? Did he, <laughs> did he just broadcast? Did he just monologue for ninety minutes, barely taking a breath, barely well, not taking a sip of water?" That's something we want to sponsor. So um, we'd be more than happy to talk to you, we really would. You know, uh, Red Bull does give us wings. Speaking of fast and furious, we've got the golf cart boys coming in hot. And you make a great point. If you're not driving that thing, what are you paying for? I'm not paying I'm not paying fifteen bucks to be a passenger for the day, you know, sat on the back seat. You know, I'm not even gonna fit on the back seat, I'll be sitting sideways. You know, maybe that was why the guy was staring at you. He was fucking sitting sideways. Um, but good intel. Good to le- good to know the price of a good to know the price of a a golf cart in Sayolita. What I will say is, it could be good value for for the SFG and for the search party. You know, if we could strap a uh, strap a a loudspeaker onto the top of that thing, you know, Jimmy rig it up. You know, instead of selling mattresses, we could be spreading the gospel about our lost grandfather, you know? We could just be broadcasting live from the golf cart. That's that's a serious option. We'll just take in turns, day by day, you know? We just have a little donation box on the back, you know? You know, there may be poverty, there may be poverty in Mexico, there may be some poverty in Sayulita, you know, some people on the streets, you know, panhandling and Trying to get some pesitos, but chuck those pesitos in the back of the the golf cart because we're not going to find grandfather, but grandpa without them. It's as simple as that, guys. So come on, join in, join in, and you'll also notice our Instagram handle on the back of the golf cart too. And soon enough, we'll be ended. Up, we'll end up buying the golf cart. I think that's pretty pretty obvious for anybody to see. Maybe we just tour Mexico. We just tour Colombia. We just tour Argentina in the golf cart. Now these are all real possibilities, and for anybody that's tuned in, thinking, "Are you fucking insane?" Like you talk about touring South America in a golf cart? Yeah, here yeah, we are. If you th- if you don't think we can do it, then unsubscribe, please, and fuck off, because we will. And thanks for clearing up the the whole 420 debacle. Of course, it's called 420, um, and you made a very a perfect point. You know, when are you born? December twentieth. Oh. 12.20, cool, 12.20, nice. Of course not. 4.20 is the only date that you state like that. It is, it really is. We did enjoy 4.20. Um, we enjoyed Linda's 4.22. Shout out to our, all of our favourite listeners. Our mother station, Linda. No, no more apt word for Linda than Linda. Linda, smoke up, spark up that joint, spark up that doobie. Hit that bong and tune in to your son, Normancito, and his compadre, E.T. El Torpedo. One thing that we did want to mention on today's show was, you know, we listened to your majority of your broadcast from, from the garden today as we, as we ate our lunch. It was a beautiful bluebird day, as we mentioned. The wind did die down eventually. And after consuming our lunch, which was fantastic, by the way. Your boy's really turning into quite a prolific chef. And uh, I won't get into what I had, but it did involve tuna. It did involve tuna steak, okay? Um, Just a very fresh lunch, very fresh lunch. Um, And after finishing it, I had one kidney bean left on my plate. One kidney bean, and I had one knife. I had a fork too, but one knife. What did I do? I threw the kidney bean up in the air. And struck, that ki- and struck the kidney bean as it dropped with my knife. And knocked it into the next garden. One shot, one hit. Poof, the kidney bean went fucking flying. You know, not many people could do that, you know. But if you've got a bronze statue in Medellin bus terminal for for a similar kind of sporting feat. I mean, if if, if Red Bull don't want to sponsor us for the radio show that's okay. I mean, strange, but that's okay. You can sponsor us for our sporting feats of throwing and catching things. That's that's perfectly fine too. Shame we didn't have a video of this feat because it really was something, you know. I felt that like kidney bean wallop my knife. And it's a and we're not talking about a butcher's knife here, of course. We're just talking about a rag regular, you know, half inch wide knife. Pure hand-eye coordination. Seldom seen speaking of food let's get into fasting we do remember you mentioning this but not just mentioning it we remember talking about this 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 um area of conversation and but i guess we didn't we didn't quite realize how drastic it really became we were to an extent i mean most of that wasn't new information for us but not to say we we didn't want you saying it because you're making a good point that you it was verging on if not verging on you, you were fully, you had an eating disorder, you know, potentially. Um, I think the counting, ca- the counting calories, the weighing your food and, and and such like, that's that's not obscure for sure. Um, but but potentially the diet was, I'm not sure. You know, the, the more I learn about the fasting diets, there's a number of them, of course, and they each have their own pros and cons. Um, you know, there's the five two where you you eat regularly i think for five days and on two days you have either nothing or you have you know limited calories of you know five or six hundred calories there's so many permutations of course we are doing the sixteen eight. um almost don't like to give it a name because it kind of makes it feel branded but there's you know the more i read and the more i watch i was watching many videos last night on on the on intermittent fasting and the more i learn the more i think this this could be it this could be it you know um like you said balance is key very much so but i don't think the slow carb or or the intermittent fasting either strike me as kind of diets as such really it's just you know changes changing my understanding of nutrition and really how the body metabolizes food and And everything, so you know the slow cut, the slow carb diet. Like I said, I've always eaten so many carbs, Um, so much pasta, so much bread, and even switching it to whole, you know, whole wheat bread. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Nothing. You know, bread's bread. It just turns into sugar immediately. Blood sugar spikes, you know, um, and your body just stores it as fat. Um I've always eaten so many carbs and now now my body's getting used to you know these slow carbs, you know beans, lentils and I think it's great. I think it's a much more a much smarter way to live. Um I had a potato yesterday so I'm not like banning other carbs completely, but I haven't had bread in probably a month, maybe more. Pasta maybe twice in the month. That was when I was doing cheat days. Um, but then the intermittent fasting it kind of, again, it's not, it's not a diet as such. It's it's just, it's just timing when I'm eating. And there seems to be so many, good, so many reasons why that would be a good thing, you know? So, um, we'll see if it's here to stay. I think there's, I'm quite confident in it, to be quite honest. I really am because I'm still getting in pretty much the same amount of calories, I think. But giving my body the chance, you know, giving my body sixteen hours to um, to work on itself instead of just eating from from the moment I wake up to soon before I go to bed. You know, it just seems it seems, and the evidence seems to support the fact that this would be a fantastic thing to do. So, um, stay tuned to find out the journey that we're on because as, as our sister station mentioned, we're curious people here at SFG. Yes, we're curious to find our grandfather, but we're curious about everything in life. You know, we're just trying to improve ourselves, be better people, be more, you know, become wiser, more intelligent, more well-rounded. And, uh, that all starts at home. That all starts with the body. So stay tuned, stay tuned to find out how it goes, how ET's diet goes, um, not to, not to skip over the fact that we were talking about Normando's fasting history, you know. Um, and now that sounded tough. That sounded tough. Because what am I doing? I'm basically, instead of eating as soon as I wake up, I'm waiting until 10am. And a lot of the good stuff from the fasting happens around about then or just before then. You know, if I were to wait till say, 2pm, went up to 20 hour fast we'd we'd see even more benefits, but um whilst I'm trying to lose some body fat, um I'm also trying to fuel my body. I'm trying to fuel my body. So I think if I start eating at ten, finish at six, it's uh, it works out. The only the only slight struggle, and I wouldn't even call it a struggle, would be in the morning when I when I would like to eat or have I'm not even having tea or coffee. Um but for Normando, for me, if I had to wake up and go till um, ten PM to eat, that would definitely take a while to get used to. Did you get used to it? Because it, I think our body is is fantastic at getting used to things. You know, our bodies our bodies have historically been used to fasting, right? Waiting for food, um, and it's only in the modern day that we eat so consistently every hour every two three hours you know as soon as you wake up until just before you go to bed you're just eating grazing all day um and if that's what you're doing you know the next day you wake up that's what your body's going to expect but if you train your body to wait until 10 a.m or wait until 10 p.m to eat then i think it will get used to that um so how did you did you get used to it and was it kind of comfortable for you in the end or how did how did it end Um, that being said you know six bowls of oatmeal which is a statistic I do remember from the past six bowls of oatmeal and then everything else two chicken breasts you know that's a huge amount of food to consume in one sitting (laughs) do you remember how many calories were you like trying to hit three thousand calories or is there a certain ceiling to the calories that you're trying to consume in one sitting and would you go to bed like soon after us in, fill, 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 fill me and the listeners in a little bit more if you would mind. Let me just check how far we've been. Okay, 41 minutes on the clock. Good to know. Some strange sounds outside. Are they been bombed? No, I guess not. The world dullard population. I think you had it right the first time, to be honest. I think you were about to say most of the world is a dullards, and I thought, yeah, I think you're right. And then you corrected yourself, and said, oh, I'm not sure actually. But you know, I'd like to take this moment to say that I think most of the world are dullards for sure, don't you? I mean, you should see some. You should see the girls I'm swiping through on Tinder, <laughs> and you should see what they say on their profiles. They're all basically saying the same thing. And what I'll also say is most of them are overweight too. Holy moly. You know, I'm only talking about the local population here in P-Town right now, but, I mean, a couple of staggering things become, a couple of things become apparent quite quickly, and one of them is almost every girl is overweight, you know? Do they know about intermittent fasting? And the other thing you're thinking of is, huh, they're all saying the same fucking shit, um, and now that's obviously just the local population here, and that's not all of the local girls. And I'm sure if you went through the guys, you'd be saying the same thing, you know. Um, but no, I mean, I really think most people are fucking dullards, you know. If you were, if you were to pick, uh, would that be fair? Let's, let's just focus on our age group right now, okay? I think that would maybe be more fair. If you picked out 100 people from the UK between the ages of, now let's just say our age. Okay, so let's say 30, so it's in between our ages. If you picked out 30 people from England, no, 100 people aged 30 in England right now, and they're lined up in front of you. And you had, you know, let's say, okay, you've got an hour with every, each one of them individually, you know, not just talking to the group. Yeah, you seem like a dull group. Dullards, <laughs> 100%. But if you had an hour with each of them, how many of them would be dullards? It's a fantastic question that I've just asked myself. Um, I believe it would be around 70%. Of course, not of course, but... Within that 100, there's probably some fantastic people, some really fucking interesting people that have done far more than I have, you know, accomplished more, have better relationships, you know, you know, yada, yada, yada. There's probably some amazing people in there. Probably just maybe one, maybe two, you know. I don't think we could say there'd be a bunch of them. You know, that wouldn't be... that The maths wouldn't add up, but... now nah, I think, you know, most of them would just be watching Love Island if it was on tonight or, you know, they'd be talking about their kids or they'd be going home to, um, I don't know, I mean, scroll on their phones for the evening or they were going to go to Pizza Hut with with their partner for the evening and, I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to dig into society too much, but you know, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident to say that most people are fucking dullards. Let's not be too, you know, let's not be too kind to, to, the, to the general population. Most people are fucking dullards. That's why I get so amazed when Big D or somebody says, Oh, you know, how did it go? you see it going anywhere? I'm like, no, no. Most people, I mean, 70% to me is actually really fucking kind. I'd probably put that up to 90% maybe we'll we'll compromise at 80 but most people are fucking dullards you know you know and we are both malleable people we can we can we can we can shoot the breeze with dullards we can but um and we we're more than happy for dullards to tune in let's not get it twisted we we would love everybody to tune in this party needs we need as many as we can get um do we want any boris johnson fans on the show supporting us and joining the search party no we don't okay but we'll, we'll draw the line there and there's a few more lines we're going to draw of people that we don't want on the show don't want in the search party but dullards come on in come on in just come with an open mind and that is something that dullards struggle with you know having an open mind but try and open that mind up and and come on in wave to db when she's walking out the door as well Circling back to the stickers here, this is a, a show note that I made. Um, obviously, it should have been linked in. Maybe I should organize my show notes so they're they're more grouped together. That's probably be the next thing I should I should do with the show notes. Um, stickers, yeah. Um, I mean, I could definitely make a, a fairly simple one. I can make a simple one because I do want to make a really awesome logo for for the SFG. Um, for our materials, our branding materials. I want to make a great logo. I did just remake our one on Instagram um, just now. I changed it from it was a globe. It was like an atlas. Remember, um, it wasn't an atlas. It was a globe. There's two different things. It was a globe. Um, it looked, I think, it, something along those lines could work. But I thought it was looked a bit um, childish, so I, I just changed it to an S, like a with a with a font that I like. So. If you had Instagram, you'd be able to check it out. So um, for all of our listeners tuning in, check out our new temporary um, logo on Instagram. It's clean, it's blue and it's white. It's the searching for Grandpa S. But soon, soon it will be a a custom logo that has a bit more character. But for the for the sake of time, I could happily knock up a quick. Um, searching for grandpa you know it could just say sfg it could say Searching for grandpa it's obviously going to need to have our i guess all it needs is our spotify um a spotify uh url maybe on our instagram but let me know if you how you feel about that um i think for the time being it will will do its job right although i don't know you're gonna have to find now that you're listening you tuned in this afternoon non-mancito you need to get on the case to find the printer, the print, the print, the sticker man, the stick, the Cialita sticker man. You need to find that guy. You know, there's another S for your alliteration series, the sticker man. Um, find him, and I'll get that. I'll get the um, the graphic asset to you. I can do it tomorrow. It won't take me two seconds. Um, because you've got to get sticking. Think on the back of bus seats, you know, hostels. And and I loved I loved hearing the story of you telling the Mazatlan girl, I'm a podcaster. Those are some beautiful words, three beautiful words there. I'm a podcaster. And podcasting. Was I surprised that she didn't inquire more? Like, oh my god, that's so interesting. What's your podcast about? She was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Is that what happened? I mean, come on. Surely she wanted to tune in. Um, we'd love to see a picture of Mazat Langell. I think all of our listeners would as well. Is there any way we could see a picture of her? Do you have her Instagram, Facebook? Please let us know. Um I Did like the story of of the of the lads going over to her when she was clearly working and asking her, Where are you from then? Where Where you from? I can see that scene so clearly. I can see that scene so clearly. Would I have been one of those guys? (laughs) Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, So we've lost our show notes for a second. But yeah, I'm a podcaster. We'd love to hear that. And we want to hear more of that. You know, you've got a month left. You must tell, people must ask you what you do or what you did back home all the fucking time. That's just part and parcel of being in a hostel. So from here on in, please, please, please. Not only stay tuned, but please tell every motherfucker out there you're a podcaster. And if you can add information to that and say I'm fifty percent of a search party out here, searching for my fucking granddad. You know, stir some interest and say, Yeah, I'm a podcaster. Um and copy the URL, copy our Spotify link. Get that share link get that you know saved on your phone so you can just share people start sharing it share as many people as you can because if we start seeing we got if we if we start seeing our listener rate improve which is hard to imagine to seeing it improve any more than it is right now but that's where it all is that's where it's going to begin so keep telling people you're a podcaster Don't mention anything else. Don't say about the welcome committee. Don't mention trimming weed with one of your innate skills. Don't mention your history, your university degree. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. I want to hear you tell people that you're a podcaster. Oh yeah, world famous. Yeah, you've not heard of me. (laughs) That's crazy. Check it out. Um, You know, I know that you can sell it. I know that you can build interest. If you have to make up, if you have to... Of course, there's nothing for you to make up, but you know, tell people about the search. Simple, and I think the more, or that, let's say you, you know, you meet a class A dullard, they they're going to be perfect. They're going to be ripe for you to really sell the search party to. You know, really test out your leader of the search party skills. Of course, if there's somebody you really vibe with, you see a you know connection with, and somebody you're going to see again. You can be more discreet and be like, "Listen, I started this new podcast. We've got a lot of interest from from Sony. Uh, sponsorships coming in, coming in, coming out of our ears. Um, you know, ET's coming in my ears and I'm out the other ears as, as sponsorships. So ears are under a lot of stress. Um, you know, Monster are now getting involved, and you know we had." We've had a run-in with Hertz. Their lawyers have been on the phone because they're not happy about the way we've been speaking about them. You know, for we've got fucking um... what's, what's his name. We've got Quincy Jones um, potentially signing us up. So it's things are really hotting up, and you know, this is this is really the search parties. Just really picking up steam. Um, I'm going to stay in Mexico for another month, looking and continuing the search. But the search isn't going to end until we find him. So when I go back to the states, you know, we're going to be we're going to still be looking. There's, we've had some leads in the U.S. So, um, but yeah, check us out. I mean, here's our Instagram. Here's our maybe don't share the Instagram just yet, but here's our Spotify. Check us out. Because right now, if you follow on Instagram, you'll see we got zero. Fo- Actually, we got three followers. They're all in the Middle East by the looks of it. And, uh, yeah, long-time listeners, you know, but those people will see. oh, they've got three Three people are in the search party right now, whereas, you know, you hit up our Spotify, and there's no figures there. We've got thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners all tuning in live on Spotify, me. So that's where to direct people, I think. We're at, as you'll see, on your broadcasting radio device, we are at 54 minutes. We, we think we're going to wrap this show up in under 60 at this rate. One thing we did want to, uh, to touch upon was something I've always been curious about. You know, you spend, a, and you'll know this all too well, you spend a long day on the beach. You're out in the sun all day. You've got plans to go out in the evening. By the time the evening comes, you've been sat on the beach all day, in the sea. You've been out in the sun all day. Evening comes and you're just absolutely exhausted, absolutely exhausted. And numerous occasions in my life, and and this might be different for you, you might be thinking, are you a a fucking idiot, E.T.? But many times in my life, I've had, this this has happened to me, you know, I've had, it's been a beautiful day, been out in the sun all day, and you think, oh, we're going to have such a great night tonight, beautiful day, it's going to be so fun tonight. And it gets to 9pm and you're like, you're dead. You're absolutely exhausted. You feel like you've run a marathon. And I've even Googled this before. Like, why does the sun make you so tired? And I found inconclusive evidence. And in fact, I read a number of articles where they're like, we just don't know. We just don't know. That we just don't know why the sun makes us so tired. Once again, you might be thinking, I know the answer to this. Are you fucking stupid? And I'll accept that. I'll accept that. But this is, you know, we're just speaking our mind here. That's what we do on The Search Party. Now that I've got the Fitbit though, I'm always looking at my heart rate. You know, it's it's interesting to look at my heart rate, heart rate when I'm working, when I'm when I'm self dumping, you know, when I've just woken up, when I've when I'm running, and when I'm sat in the sun. When I'm sat in the sun, I'll, I'll notice if I'm sat in the sun for a while and, and bearing in mind it's April, I'll see that heart rate get up to around about hundred. When I'm sat down working at the computer, it's about 60. So I don't need to know any more. If you're at the beach all day on a baking hot day, your heart rate's probably 110 plus. So is it any wonder that you're exhausted at the end of the day? No. Your heart's been going 110 all day. So I cleared that one up for myself today. Um... Again, many of our listeners are probably thinking, oh, you are an idiot. You are an absolute idiot. But we'll take that. We'll take that. Just wanted to mention that because something I learned today. Something I learned today. Or recently. Something I learned recently. That's what gets you so tired. One other thing we wanted to touch upon. Maybe we will be running over because we've got three minutes left. So it seems unlikely that we're going to be able to wrap it up in three minutes and nor will we be trying to do so. One thing we've been pondering off and on, these last, yeah, off and on over the, over the year or through the last several months, is, you know, how would Normando feel about going back to Colombia? And I think I know the In fact, I'm pretty sure I know the answer. You know, I've never mentioned it because I've just accepted that it wouldn't be, you know, you're still recovering from your breakup with Wilma, formerly known as Wilmita so, you know, heading back to Colombia just hasn't been on your radar, you know, isn't on your radar, yes, you have a a deep affection for the country, and for Wilma, formerly known as Wilmita, but, you know, going back to Colombia soon isn't really top of your list, and I, that's what I've just expected, and very much appreciate, but I have a Burning desire to go back to Colombia, which, um, which we've obviously not talked about. But that's just because I'm I'm just assuming, and I'm I'm assuming you're going to broadcast back and say, yeah, that's that's right. I mean, I'm still, still kind of recovering from that, and it just doesn't seem like a sensible idea for me to go back to Colombia straight away. But I thought I'd mention it. Because if if I've got it twisted, then maybe it's something we could talk about. But you know, of course, of course, I would. I am absolutely more than happy to focus our attention on the search, the search party's attention, on places like Mexico, on places like Central America, on other places. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to strong arm us, strong arm the search party into going back to Colombia just yet. But just wanted to mention it and gather your thoughts, really, because. I'm pretty sure that I'm right and that you just aren't thinking about going back there just yet, anytime too soon. So that's that. Um, We're going to break for a quick interlude before we we lose time here. Please just stay tuned for just a few more seconds because we've got some lovely bells coming in hot for you. Very warm welcome to you. Coming back to the show, coming in hot once again as ET on the MIC. During that short commercial break, we did pop to the bathroom to urinate. And what did we smell when we when we left the when we left our our room door? Left our room door? Left our door? Left our room. We smelled hot cross buns. Or toast. Something's been toasted. Something has been in the toaster and come out again. And you know, I was just there urinating, thinking, Mum slash RJ really has an addiction to food. Because the last time I went downstairs, of course, I didn't go downstairs just, just now, but the last time I went down before broadcasting an hour ago. I saw a box, um, an ice cream box, by the bin, you know, um, you know, chocolate and vanilla, ice cream. it was like an ice cream sandwich, an empty box by the bin, and I thought, we ate like 45 minutes ago, and one of them or they've just eaten an ice cream, and now I've just been to urinate, and I smell either toast or hot cross bun, I mean, it really is a problem i mean if that's not an addiction to food then i don't know what is i mean i don't need to eat now it's nine ten. we ate that we ate three hours ago really three hours yeah we ate nearly three hours ago seems that seems like a long time now i think about it but i don't really have any desire to eat it's certainly not any bread or ice i mean if i wasn't eating healthily i could eat an ice cream right now yeah sure but bread hot cross bun i mean it's an addiction it really is and that's what happens when you just keep eating keep eating carbs keep spiking your blood sugar i'm not trying to be holier than now but it's just it's just such a glaring issue for my mum slash rj course I'm only really focused on 50% of those uh, the couple there. But something's got to change. My mum said she's got to lose three stone. Which I believe is about 30... I think that's like 39 pounds. It's a lot of pounds. I know that much. Three stone's a lot of weight. My mum needs to lose three stone before she has a, her reconstru- breast reconstruction. Which she's... Very, you know, keen and excited to get when it happens because it's going to be a. It's going to be a big operation, but it's going to be you know great for her confidence and it's going to be a huge, huge thing for her. But she's going to lose three stone, and I said to her today, "I really think intermittent fasting." And once again, I'm still learning. I've only been doing it a few days. I'm not trying to say I've got it all figured out, but um, I did watch a great TED talk. Actually, it wasn't a great TED talk. That would be unfair to. Great TED talks, but I did watch a TED talk yesterday by a lady that was an ex-nurse um, practitioner and nutritionist, talking about um, intermittent fasting and how it's you know whilst it's important what you eat, we've been we've, we've been told this, you know, society has told us that it's 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 what we're eating and you can out you can you can exercise out bad foods and. You know, but she said, really, it's it's the timed eating which can make such a huge difference. Um, basically, I think that there's a potential that the intermittent fasting could work for my mum because it could end up quashing. Is that a word? Quashing might be quashing her um, hunger pangs, and her cravings. Because something's got to be done. I said to my mum today, I'll give it one more shot. I'll give it one more shot, and I, I don't like to sound so defeatist, but. Every time I put energy into her, you know, trying to give her healthy foods and make her breakfast and, you know, do all these things for her to try and improve her health and go for walks. And I know it's, I know it's tough. I know it's tough, but, you know, I said, I'll I'll give it one more shot. I'll give it one more shot because I keep, you know, I keep putting this effort in and she felt bad. Maybe, maybe that was unfair for me to kind of, to, um pin it on her like that but I do want to I mean of course I, I really want to make her healthier and happier because she's not happy with her weight and I said there's only one thing we can do about it like you you know you are not your weight but you can't keep eating like you are eating you know if you, if you want to be happier and lose weight you can't be eating like you're eating it's as simple as that So um, disappointing to to smell that bread, to smell those hot cross buns or whatever it was um, at 9.14 p.m. PST. We're finishing up with the show now. Um, I mean, our last show note, we will mention it. Our last show note is Normando's lack of bag. And uh, it is a problem. I I failed to mention... um, How much I know that would have hurt, you know, when you ran into the ex-marina named DB on the beach, and and there she was with her bag. You know, you made a fantastic quip saying that she's moved on, or whatever it was that you said that we did enjoy. (laughs) Maybe she didn't enjoy it, but we did enjoy that, and we thank you for that. You know, we 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 appreciate that you you make comments in your day-to-day life that are just for et, just for et, and just for the listeners of SFG that's what makes a top broadcaster it really is um but not having a not having a day bag is, is a as is the leader of a search party that's a that's a rookie mistake it really is as a, as a leader of a search party as a traveling leader you know you've got to have a day bag what kind of what kind of what bag are you carrying around with you you've just got your big one big bag you need a small bag you really do um you know, you've got a month left. You can't be you can't be just carrying around all your items in your hands for a month. It's not gonna work out. You know, what if you run to grandpa and you can't catch him, you can't you know, you can't rugby tackle him or put your arm around his neck or we're not trying to be aggressive here, but he's pretty evasive. He's pretty evasive. And if you've got your hands full with bottles and your phone and, you know, your broadcasting mic, you know, some fucking pumpkin seeds that could be the that could be the reason why we don't find Grandpa, you know. So get yourself a bag. Get yourself some some shorts with some pockets in them, and uh, and we will find Grandpa. We really will. Um. So what else have we got to to, to touch upon before we call it a day here? Um, we got Thai girl. So we're seeing Thai girl tomorrow night. Tomorrow evening, she asked what I wanted to do it looks like it's going to be a, a nice day tomorrow, a nice evening. So I said, we could, we could go somewhere and sit in the sun and have a picnic or a little barbecue, which is just the kind of thing I enjoy doing with a young lady. Um, with a, I mean, she's, she's not a Marina. She's just a potential Marina right now. Cause we've, we've not been invited to the Marina. we have not been granted access beyond the gate or anywhere near the grounds really. Um, and like I said, something's really gonna have to change there because it's it's all very PC, you know. I feel like I'm 16, just taking a girl out and kissing her goodbye and saying, "Oh, goodbye. Text me when you get home," you know. So um, yeah, of course Jude would be a big uh, a big help there, but you know, right now it's uh, it's all very PC, and and I think it's it, it's imperative tomorrow that I I turn the you know i turn her up from the slow from the slow simmer that she's been on for so long and just get that really bubbling i think she really needs to start bubbling now because you know the thing is with marinas the the longer they stay on a simmer it's the thing is to to get marina access to have that access and to have the marina boiling you know you're on the stove and she's on a 6 then taking her down to a simmer Getting her back up to a six again is pretty easy, right? But if she's been on a simmer for fucking months, I mean, girl has been on a simmer since, I don't know, September, October. You know, it's, it's more than half the year. Yes, we weren't in contact for a decent chunk of that, but I just I just feel like we're just friends at the moment and friends that, you know, I'm just friends with a dullard at the moment. Um. And I need to turn that dullard into a marina. I really do. So um, stay tuned to find out how that goes. So that's tomorrow evening. Um, you know, I'll look to find somewhere kind of... Somewhere somewhere nice and secluded or where I can... Uh, make, make a few... Now I'm just sounding like a predator... You get you get what I'm trying to say. We're basically we're just going for a barbecue. <laughs> Actually, I don't think we're going to go for a barbecue. I think we're just going to go for a little picnic. You know, an evening picnic in the sun. It'd be a nice thing because I've I've really not been out in the evening. You know, it's. I keep forgetting, maybe not forgetting, but. You know the the weather's warming up. The evenings are drawing out. We're having some beautiful evenings, and I've just got so used to not leaving the house that I just. Watch these evenings pass me by and i i thought to myself you know the world's outside the world's there and just because we're still on semi on lockdown like doesn't mean you can't get outside doesn't mean you can't go for a walk in the evening or it doesn't mean you can't maybe go and see a friend and sit outside like i need to um i need to open my wings of course we will be doing that this summer but that's my point of view my point of view is ah I'll just wait till the summer. (laughs) I'll wait till fucking Normancito comes here. Um, So, or I'll wait till the weekend, you know, so I'm, I'm, these evenings are really passing me by and yes, I enjoy broadcasting so I'm not saying I'm wasting my evenings by any stretch. Actually, I am. That is pretty much what I'm saying. You know, I could go outside and broadcast. It's not like it's one or the other. See, this is the stream of consciousness. This is me talking to myself that's what makes this show so special i'm just figuring my own life out live on air <laughs> for your listening pleasure you won't find that anywhere else you really won't now listen you've been a fantastic audience you really have i feel like i say that every show and that's because i know that i say that every show that every show each and every one of the, you tunes in brings so much so much pleasure to me as a broadcaster and uh, really wouldn't be here without you so thank you Thanks to our sister station Donemansiito, and uh, and thanks for the crew over there at Red Bull for the sponsorship and really does give us wings. So thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. God bless. We're just kidding. God doesn't exist. Thanks. Bye bye. <laughs>